0: I'm Jordy, and I'm Juliette, and this is Diaper Baggage, a podcast that shows you how to get rid of the mom guilt. On this week's episode, we share the top 10 things never to say to a mom.
1: Plus, we discuss how complicated bonding with your baby
0: can be. Hi, we've seen each other a lot. I feel like our last episode, we haven't seen each other in quite some time. I know. But we're seeing each other frequently, like three times, I think, in the last week. Oh my gosh, is it really that many? I think so. I'm, I don't hate it. Jordy took me to a really awesome dinner, per se, because she's a really good yeah, friend. I am. <laughs> uh, people are like did you go to like I've never gotten so many comments on a story before like ooh what were you doing there I feel like they thought that I just like took you for fun (laughs) that's (laughs) what we all yeah like just like a casual Tuesday (laughs) dinner per se Um, no it was it was free and it was lovely and it was really really fun Um, but no I did not pay for just a casual I would though we could could let people think that one day when we're really really rich I'll take you just to like a casual dinner (gasps) per se
1: it'll
0: be my treat I love it (laughs) Um, but Avi and Wilder also hung out this weekend. Yeah. We went to a magic show downtown and walked around the mall a little bit. And it was fun. I it was. Like. I, fun fact Brookfield
1: Place down in Battery Park um, has a lot of family programming yeah. and a lot of free programming. For concerts and things like that, I'm really excited because one of my favorite composers, Steve Reich, is actually doing two free nights of music next week. That's really cool. So I'm going to go. It starts at like 7.30. You don't need to RSVP or anything. You could just head down. That's um, awesome. But I think it's good for the colder months, that mall. Because yeah. it's actually a really nice mall and there's a really nice food court. Um And it's a good place to kind of wander around. So Mm -hmm. I think especially if you're a really young baby and you just need somewhere to go.
0: And like let them be free and not have to worry about it. That's actually something that I feel like Hudson Yards is missing. Like why don't they have programming or a children's space or something like that? Because... When in the wintertime, because it opened when it was still pretty cold out uh, last year or earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And we would, because it was so close to our apartment, take Wilder over there because it was just an indoor space that we could run around. We could kind of window shop, but there's nothing there for families. But there's like so many families just kind of doing what we're doing, like wandering around. But yeah, there's like, yeah, there's not seating. There's not a great. Food court. I mean, I guess there's Little Spain, but that's kind of a different vibe than like a Hudson Eats downtown. Right. Little Spain's kinda
1: hard to navigate with a stroll. Yeah, though, exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's more yeah. of like I don't know. The adult. moral
1: is Brookfield Place is better. <laughs> Time Warner Center's
0: eh. Yeah. Nah, yeah. no, that's no. Not, I don't I mean That's for us when we go to Per se. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's for mommies. <laughs> that's a mommy mall. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about malls. I feel like that's something that I wouldn't think about it living in New York City. I know. But it's a good spot for kids. It really is. Yeah. So we're bringing back a segment that we've only done once before. Jordy. And Juliet's Top 10. (laughs) And if you missed our last one, we talked about the top 10 ways to make traveling with children less miserable. (laughs) And we gave some of our favorite products and some of our favorite tips. But this week we wanted to have a little fun. And talk about a rant session, a little rant. Yeah. Ranting is better than the word fun. A little rant session um, to talk about some of those questions that you get asked as a mom that really help that mom guilt settle in. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the first one. Go. And this is something that I think we both feel when someone says something along the lines of, oh, well, when are you having another?
1: It drives me nuts. And obviously, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that both of us are sort of very firmly in the one baby camp. So mm-hmm. I think for both of us, it's especially annoying. But you never know if someone is struggling with infertility mm-hmm. or if they're getting a divorce
0: mm-hmm. or
1: if they're having such bad postpartum depression that they can't even fathom, fathom. having another mm-hmm. child. It's just it's not really any of your business. Yeah. Um, and it came induce a lot of guilt in a mother or a parent. Um, so just keep your mouth shut just on that keep, one. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Keep your mouth shut. Or like, when you're going to have another sibling, like anything along those lines. And I feel like I got asked that question pretty much like as I was walking out of the hospital right. with Wilder. It's like, my, my vagina is still healing here, guys. Like, yeah. I'm not even thinking about putting anything in it, yep. pushing anything out of it <laughs> for a point. <laughs> Sometimes, So just keep your mouth shut. Exactly. Yeah. What's one of your questions not to ask a mom? <sighs> And this actually leads
1: into our other segment later in this episode, but when people are like, Oh, isn't mom being, isn't being a mom just the absolute greatest. Yeah. God,
0: that question. It's like inherent. Of course, of course, of course I love my child, but like, there are definitely some days and some moments where I like, don't No, I don't want to be a mom. Like I absolutely <laughs> just wanna, like not ha- want to be a parent right now. Um, and it makes you feel terribly Terrible, guilty. Terribly guilty. I remember someone one time was like, wasn't maternity leave magical? I'm like, what maternity leave were you having? Like, <laughs> I'm still bleeding for half of it. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to become a mom. It's like the middle of the summer. I'm peering out the window at people, like walking past going to dinner, and I'm stuck inside going to bed at 6 o'clock because I have to be up <gasps> in three hours to breastfeed. Um so, yes, there are magical moments in motherhood, of course. But, like, being a mom is certainly not the greatest. It is. Yeah. <laughs> there's highs and lows. There's definitely there's peaks highs and, valleys. and lows. And there's so many other things in my life that are also the greatest. So, like, yes, Wilder is the greatest. I love him. I'm obsessed with him. But, like, there's things in my career. Traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, other personal interests that are Your also, husband. Yeah. My husband. Like, that are all also Like the greatest, all of it combined becomes the greatest, but being a mom is not necessarily all the greatest. Yeah. Um, The next question, and you probably didn't deal with this as much as I did, but I feel like, especially in those early few months when people say, is your baby sleeping through the night? It's like an immediate judgment call.
1: A hundred percent. And I feel like a lot of people who don't have children ask that yeah. as if it's like just the best conversation starter for a new parent. Yeah. Like it's literally the worst. It's conversation. literally the
0: worst. Yeah. But it's like, it's just what answer do you give? If they're not, they're like, Oh, like what's wrong? Or, if, or if they are and theirs isn't, then it's, it's like, Oh, well I wish my kid was, le-. it just is like not a good question to start Mm-mm. off with. Mm-mm. And I feel like it's, a hundred percent a judgment call or a comparison <laughs> to someone else's child. So don't ask that. Another one.
1: Um when you're out on your own, and I think this applies more to the moms than the dads. It just mm-hmm. does. When you're out on your own and somebody's like, Who's watching the baby? Yeah. Especially it's okay, maybe it's one thing if you're out with your husband, but even then it's like obviously someone so is watching, watching the baby. The baby right. But when you're out by yourself, <laughs> dog. you're like, My husband? husband? <laughs> Who's right. an equal partner right. in this family? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, like yeah. what century are we living in?
0: Exactly. Or if you're traveling, like you're not, you go away for a weekend or we'd have to travel for work or something like, oh, who's home with the baby? Um, yeah, my, my husband, <laughs> who else would be home with the baby? His father. His, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Annoying question. Um, I feel like you should do number five too. Oh yeah. Because you get this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: when somebody asks you, oh, are you. Only at home, such a judgment call. Such okay, because first of all, even if you're not freelancing like we do, it is a full time job to be a stay at home parent. Mm-hmm. So to say only really just negates all that hard work that somebody is doing.
0: Being, when on the days that I am completely with Wilder, I'm eg- I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. So yeah, if someone is just you know staying ho- a stay at home mom. Like, that is probably harder work than I have to do. A
1: hundred percent. Because there's, you know, if you're going into an office, for the most part, you're sitting in front of a computer, you can take a lunch break, you Mm -hmm. can take a bathroom break.
0: You're having adult conversations. You're having adult
1: conversations. And especially once your kid gets mobile. Oh my God, you can go to the bathroom alone. Right. (laughs) Um, It's nonstop. Yeah. you're just exhausted. Yeah.
0: And I also get it too, because I do work, but I do work from home. So it's like, oh, you also, you have a nanny? Like, yeah, I can't work with a I can't uh, write an article with my toddler. toddler next to me. yeah, um, one time I took a time lapse video. I should post it on our oh, um, yeah on our uh, Instagram, which is at diaper baggage <laughs> and it I put a camera up because I was like I was trying to write an article because something happened. I think the nanny was late or something like that, and I had a deadline to meet. and so I posted I put the camera up and literally like every 10 seconds I'm just putting the computer down to tend to wild. <sighs> so it's impossible. Like, yes, I have to have childcare, even though I can work from home. Mm-hmm. So number six. <laughs> oh gosh, don't <clears throat> you think your baby needs a hat or like anything sort of weather related? I have so passive aggressive so when you say it that way. I've had so, I've had people come up and like, Wilder always has red cheeks. If you See pictures of him; he just always has red Very cheeks. Very cherubic. So in the winter time, he has red cheeks, like he does right now. In the summertime, or in like temperate weather, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Your baby is freezing." We'll come and like touch his cheeks. I'm like, we we've literally just walked out of like a 72 degree apartment. He's not cold yet. <laughs> also, don't touch my baby. And also, don't touch my baby. But yeah, I get that all the time, where it's like, oh yeah, shouldn't your baby need a hat? Or your baby's cold. <sighs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And I feel like because you're in New York, you get it so much more often than maybe in the suburbs. I don't know. Yeah,
1: well, when you're out on the street, there's just a lot more people around you.
0: You're, like, interacting with so many more people. Yeah.
1: (sighs) Go (laughs) on. Number seven, Juliet. Okay, I get this one a lot because we actually both look very young. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever told me that. (laughs) But I get asked all the time, once people realize I'm her mother, how old are you? (laughs) And so I always am toying with the idea of like, what if I say eighteen? Yeah, you should do it one time. Because then, what are you going to say? There's mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, there's really nothing you can say. No. Um, <laughs> I had her when I was fifteen. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but it's like I always wonder what kind of answer people are looking for because they they oftentimes seem so shocked. It's like you have a three and a half year old, but how old are you? Yeah. It's like I'm I'm as old well, as so I am. I mean, you know, like
0: sh- it sh- is what it is. Yeah, like, no matter what, your <laughs> she's age my is. kid. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like it's just ridiculous
0: um sort corollary of, yeah sort of going along the same lines number eight is are you the nanny um i feel like i get this because wilder is very blonde hair blue-eyed and i am certainly not <laughs> so people are always kind of confused as to like hmm, is she the mom who is she and i feel like it can be really offensive for me i think i find it kind of funny because yeah i know right. my kid looks nothing like me got it got it got it very funny and I kind of grew up because both of my sisters are blonde hair, blue eyed, pale skin. So I just right. always was used to it. But there are so many different types of families now. There's people who adopt or, you know, they have a sperm donor. sperm donor, whatever the scenario is. And asking a question like that, when you know it's inherently, it's like, oh, you guys don't look alike. So like, what's your relationship? Or it's not like completely obvious mm-hmm. that you're a nanny or a caretaker. I think it can just, like, you have to be sensitive. Right. It could be really offensive to a lot of people. Yeah. So check yourself. Check yourself, people. All right. Next one. Number nine.
1: You had a baby
0: when? <laughs> Which was nice in the beginning when people were like, oh, my God, you look so great for having a baby three weeks ago. But I don't know. It's a touchy It's a touchy one. Well, I think in, in the last few years, we're really,
1: as a culture, understanding that commenting on people's weight post-baby, whether it's because they look super skinny or not, it's just not a great path to go down to. So while, sure, if you worked out after your baby and you're back to your pre-baby size and that's great, I still don't think strangers should really be commenting on that at all. I just think, as a society, we really need to be moving away from that. And then, obviously, the converse, if somebody asks you, Oh, you had a baby when? And they're kind of asking because they feel like you look overweight. Then yeah. that's just a really shitty
0: thing yeah. to say. So I think I think the moral is to not comment on women's bodies if you don't know mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah, well, really ever. But really, if you don't know them, if it's a complete totally. stranger. Totally.
1: So when I was like twenty-three or twenty-four, one time, Mike and I were out on the sidewalk and we we're giving directions to someone, and I guess I must have been like standing weirdly, and they were like, "Oh, what do you do?" <gasps> Mike just lost it. He was laughing so
0: hard, and no. it was horrible. It's so just horrible. You know, so just don't. I know I did that to someone one time on the su- when oh, I no. offered them a seat, and she wasn't pregnant. So she said, "I'm not pregnant." No, she spoke in Spanish to the the guy that she was, but I don't know if they were a couple or not. But he said in Spanish, "Like oh, she thought you were fat," and I like knew enough Spanish to understand <laughs> that. And she was like, "No, no, I don't need the seat." And I was just like, "Oh crap." <laughs> I think she had just had a baby and I was really trying to be nice. Yeah. But no, that'll teach me. (laughs) Um, and then our last number 10 to round it out is when a stranger says, or actually anyone really, yeah. but be careful.
1: Right. Or any, any derivation derivation. of that. It's like, Oh, watch out for that corner. It's like, cool. Thanks. I live here. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly.
0: I, I was on the street on the sidewalk with Wilder watching him one time and someone came up to me like, you need to watch out for traffic. Like, uh, Obviously, <laughs> that is why I am standing next to him. Right. Blocking him from the traffic. So anyway. Rant a, over. Rant
1: over. Be mindful of your words, everyone. Exactly.
0: And if every, anybody else has
1: some favorites that they want to share. Definitely message us. That shit we Googled. So this week, I wanted to Google, when should your child be able to walk up and down stairs? Go on, explain. Okay, so one of the moms in Abby's preschool class told me that the best indicator of when kids are ready to learn how to ski is when they can walk up and down stairs, one foot on each step, mm-hmm. unaided. So not even needing a railing, which, like honestly, I need a railing most <laughs> times. So like, I don't know what that says about my coordination. But... Um, <laughs> So last winter, Avi was nowhere near ready to mm-hmm. do that. Um, and this winter, I'm not a huge skier, but Mike likes to snowboard. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear it's better for kids to get on skis earlier rather than yeah. later. So I'll pray ski while she takes a ski <laughs> lesson. But um, I was looking it up because she's still... She's always been a little on the slower side when it comes to gross motor skills. Like she was a late walker. She was almost 17 months before she walked. Mm-hmm. Like she's just not like a super physical kid. Yeah. So um, so I Googled it, and the answer is that by round three, um, they should be able to walk up the stairs using a reciprocal pattern, which means placing only one foot on each step without requiring the use of a reeling for support. So um, we're not there yet. <laughs> Which is totally fine. Um, but it is making me rethink um, whether or not putting in her on, on skis, skis is a good idea. Yeah. Um, but it's it, okay. It's, it's totally okay. And, you know, like, I don't like the cold. I'm, I'm half Filipino. I'm an island person. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if if she wants to just, like, go to the beach instead yeah. of going skiing, I'm, I'm probably down.
0: All right. Got to look out on the, on, the, on the bright side. Exactly. On the bright side. Okay. Well, these are all things. See, I love having you be a few years ahead because it's like all these things that I can look out for, look right. forward to, understand. I guarantee you Wilder will be racing
1: upstairs probably before Obvious. is.
0: Well, the problem with <laughs> Wilder is that he's really great at going upstairs. I mean, climbing. He's certainly not doing one foot in front of the other. Or, or he does that with holding onto a railing. But going down, he thinks he can just walk down steps like a normal oh. adult. And that's terrifying for me because he can't. And he'll try to <laughs> he do it. He's a baby. Because he's a baby. And he'll try to do it on like concrete steps outside and i'm like and like my heart sinks every single time he has not fallen down knock on wood down <laughs> on steps yet because i'm so terrified so i keep such a close eye on him when he's around stairs but he thinks he can do it he will
1: he'll achieve that goal he's crazy but in the meantime i did just get the number of a pediatric plastic surgeon and i just put it my friend sent it to me and she's like just keep this just in your address book, you'll need it at some point and then yeah. you can just go straight there. And I was like, you know what? That's a great
0: idea. Sort of going back to our top ten list, a question that I'll get to is like, Oh, ha- what happened to what happened to him? Like he has a bump on his head and like, yeah, he literally falls all yeah. the time. Did you <laughs> he not? he bumped his head? He bumped so this his what head. What happened? And I'm just like, Oh, he's especially if people who have kids, I'm like, Don't don't your kids like fall and right. hit their heads? He has bumps all the time. I can't stop him. He just will collapse in the middle of trip over his own feet. I don't know what to do. So, all right. Well, she'll get there. She'll get there. I I saw her on steps over the weekend, and I thought she looked fabulous. Oh, so. thank you. I'll let her know. I think.
1: <laughs> so today, sort of continuing on what we were talking about in the top ten list, we are going to discuss bonding with your baby with your baby and some I guess the preconceived notions that people might have about what that process yeah. should look like and what it shouldn't look like.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you got this but I feel like women or like other women in my family like my mom and stuff they said like as soon as that baby is put on your chest you're going to feel this connection and this instant bond that you never felt before. And so I was obviously I didn't know what to expect. And in that moment, I actually threw up because my body reacted to (laughs) delivery in a very interesting way. And I almost threw up on the baby. So like I had these, this idea of like how I would have this like magical moment with Wilder when he was first put on my chest. And it wasn't that it was very like, my body is still going through this weird thing. And I'm in like, my head is in one place and I'm throwing up on the side, trying not to get it on the baby and people are giving me shots to stop the bleeding. And it's just like, it wasn't the way that I anticipated. And then moving forward, I just like, I felt so guilty because I didn't feel the bond, the way that some women were describing to me. Mm -hmm. I felt very much, of course I loved him. Like, I feel like I have to say that all the time, but It's really only recently, since maybe he turned a year, 13 months, where I've really started to feel that like, oh my God, like a really deep bond and love and like obsession with Mm -hmm. him. Like, oh my God, this kid is really cool. I really love him and really kind of feeling like my heart's outside of my body sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I didn't always feel that way. And it screwed with my head a lot. Right. Right. I, I don't know if you felt that way. No, 100%. I just, in the beginning, those early days, I just kind of felt like my body wasn't my own. You know, I was exhausted It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And very stressful. Like, you're kind of overtouched for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, my like my body just didn't feel like my own. And I you're just taking care of this little thing. You're not getting any kind of, like, reciprocation, really, mm-hmm. like the way I do now, where he'll hug me or kiss me or play with me. And for me... That's more of bonding and a connection than me taking care of a helpless little human. Absolutely. But I don't think, but I don't feel like a lot of women say that. I feel like so many women say like, oh my God, like, and maybe they do. Maybe I feel like probably a lot of women do feel that that Mm -hmm. instant connection. But for me, I didn't. And it made me feel really, really bad because I, for a very long time and still sometimes now I feel like I don't have the same experience or the experience I should be having as a mom.
1: And I think that's one of the, that is the most damning thing is yes. that you feel as a mom, you should be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. There's no one right way to parent. Mm-hmm. There's no one way that people feel after delivering a baby mm-hmm. there. I think there are, probably are a lot of women who just have that immediate connection and it's yeah. amazing and blissful. And some people really love the newborn stage, I didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't either. I mean, it was it was hard and it is very thankless. Mm-hmm. And your nipples hurt and you're not sleeping. And like you were saying, your body's not your own. Your life is not your own. And it's a huge adjustment. A
0: huge um, adjustment. And
1: I was not super... Happy, yeah, <laughs> and I can't imagine that a lot of women are, but like you were saying, it's not the sort of thing that people talk about as openly as they should, yeah. And so, I think as a new mom, you're supposed to just wear this veneer of like everything is great and amazing, and like even if you and and I also think that everyone suffers p- some sort of postpartum depression. And like, I mean, there's, there's there's no way you can't, and I feel like just,
0: I mean, you're going through such a huge hormonal change. So maybe it's not postpartum depression, like in a clinical sense, right. but like you are going through huge hormonal changes. Exactly. Like if you when you're PMSing and have your period and experience that, imagine like that to the 18th degree. Right. Like that's what you're experiencing, and I don't think so. There's no way you're not having a right. range of emotions. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think all of these things need to be spoken about more openly which is why we're doing this podcast exactly um but you should feel empowered to not feel okay or to not feel that bond right away that's that's normal yeah you know um and no I totally agree with you I mean I think the older that Avi gets and the more she can talk to me and has opinions on things or tell me she loves me or just wants to you know like this morning, all she wanted to do was listen to Adele and <laughs> sing. And it's it's fun. It's much more exciting mm-hmm. and reciprocal the older they get. Yeah. And,
0: I mean, it um, comes with its own challenges. Exactly, yeah. But people could bond with their kids at even a later state, mm-hmm. you know, even a later age. Um So, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I just think that especially in those early months that first year, even the first like couple of years, Mm -hmm. it's really supposed to be like, oh my God, that, that idea of like, isn't being a mom the greatest.
1: Well, and I was just talking with a friend and both of us had been able to take vacations without our kids, um, in the last few months. And she was sort of like, well, did you miss her? (laughs) And I was like, I mean, no no I love her dearly of course but it was really amazing to have a few days I mean we talked about this when we talked about travel too but um I think that's okay too it's okay to want a few days away Mm -hmm. from your kid or your spouse just to like be be you yeah do what you want to do yeah and if your schedule in your life allows it I think everybody should you know yeah. be okay to to not be with your kid or not be with your husband.
0: And Even for like a few hours, yeah. like I take a half day from work and just enjoy some time. But it just kind of, again, this all comes back to that like bigger picture idea of like every woman's experience or every parent's experience is so different. And I think it's important that we do have these conversations more openly because I felt very guilty mm-hmm. not having that bond that everyone talked about. And only now am I really starting to feel that. So when people say things like, oh, isn't motherhood magical? Wasn't maternity leave great? And, you know, you're going to be instantly obsessed with this child as soon as they're put on your chest. And it's like, oh, shit, I didn't have that experience. What's wrong with me? And I think as women, and it just shows, like, how empathetic I think you are as a person in general, like, to start to judge yourself and be like, oh, my God, Already I'm thinking I'm not a good enough mom right. because I'm not, I'm not feeling this way. And you're and I'm trying to be the me- the best mom I can possibly be, but feeling less than because I'm not having this experience. But I cannot imagine because I feel like when I do open up, and this is why we've always become friends, I mean, why we've been friends, but especially going through a motherhood journey, is that we've had this very open discussion. Right. It's like, oh, my God, okay, someone else feels exactly. the same way that I do. I'm not so alone in this, and mm-hmm. I'm not – wrong in my feelings mm-hmm. so I think the more that we can do that and just acknowledge the fact that maybe some people really do bond with their kid instantly in that second and love the newborn stage I can totally understand why but that's not for everyone mm-hmm. so I think it's just important to keep having these open conversations right. so, you know
1: make sure that you reach out to your friends because I think everybody's going through this and a lot of times people don't feel like they have an outlet yeah our dms are always open of course but um don't be afraid to talk to your friends yeah. or, or to find a therapist. Yeah. Um, and, and people are there and people are willing to listen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You always ask how the baby's doing, but ask how the mom's doing too. Amen. That's it for now. Don't
1: forget to subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of Decker Baggy.